And now, an artist's rendition of the intro song. Do 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 do, do 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 do. Hello and welcome to another intense and controversial episode of Halo's Heaven Radio. My name is Rick Sodras, and today I am joined by my esteemed colleagues Jessica Deline. Hello. And Jeffrey Tan. Ready for some hot takes as always. Today we are going to be taking a look at the best and the worst performances of last week and preview the upcoming week, all for your auditory pleasure. All right, so what are we going to do with first? <laughs> we're we're going to talk about the bad first, right? That's my favorite. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> is this a plan? Or are, like, is we're, you're going to edit this out? I it guess doesn't matter. Out. Okay. <laughs> going to edit that part out now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's talk about the bad first. That's always good. Then we can finish with the good from last week. The good is, talking about the bad is good. I like it. Yeah. So I think the worst would probably be Justin Bohr. Am I right with that? Oh, God. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> absolutely terrible. He had one hit in 14 plate appearances. That was just flat out terrible. Well, that is one more hit than Taylor Ward had. Well, Taylor Ward only had one at bat, so. <laughs> he ended the game, though. How many games did Justin Bohr end? Probably more than one. In, in my mind, all of them. <laughs> yeah, but with Otani coming back next week, hopefully, fingers crossed, <laughs> I think we should be in good shape. <laughs> right? Absolutely. You're so transparent. <laughs> yeah, Justin Bohr hit 091. Three walks, but when you're only walking and not hitting and not doing much of much else, that just isn't enough production out of first base. Yeah, it's terrible. I'd, I'd, I'd like to know how long they're going to keep him around, actually. We'll see. Uh, I would have to say at this point, it's probably not very much longer. I was pretty excited about Justin Bohr at the beginning of the season. I think Jeffrey was, too. I was Rahul very didn't think excited. it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he has been way worse than advertised. And I did a lot of that advertising, so I feel kind of bad now. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was I was not a fan of the signing, but I didn't think he'd be this bad. I just felt like there was better pieces we could have put on the roster. A lot of people have said he has options, and I'm not 100% sure on the validity of that. Options are always confusing, and I haven't been able to get a specific answer from the beat writers yet. He, so does, he, he does. He does have an option. All right. All right. I think, well, then we can option him, and maybe he, he'll hit his way back. I really we'll doubt see. it. I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, yeah, but but we'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, who else we got? Uh, Renhifa was not so hot last week. He hit one forty-three and uh, three strikeouts in his fourteen at bats. Didn't walk a single time. Not so good. Yeah, I'm. He's young. He is. I'm. I'm not faulting it. He just. Wasn't yeah. good last week. <laughs> yeah, he did have a triple, which was the product of his speed. You, you know what? He had a double and a triple, and those were his only two hits. Uh, a double and a triple. I think they were both in the left field, and he he uh, just kept running. He's fast. I mean, he, he does have the tool of speed, and if he can put together some solid contact, he can be he can be very he can be above average player in the majors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's no David Fletcher, but. Yeah, we actually agreed. We, we looked at that on the uh, StatCast leaderboards, and David Fletcher is actually faster than he is. That is true. Which is was actually a shock to me. I thought Renhifo was going to be one of the faster guys on the team. Yeah, that's crazy. I yeah. have no idea how from the eye test, but the stats never lie. Maybe we just need to see a, a larger sample size. Maybe that'll change. Yeah. And Fletcher was also not great last week since we're on him. He only had... Th- 10 at-bats, um, and hit 200. Um, not a good showing for him last week. He had a home run. But... Home run off Verlander that the umpires almost blew. Like yeah. It was so clearly fair, and then the third-base umpire just goes foul. And I, I don't understand how you do that. You're standing right there. It was pretty apparent to all the viewers. Victor and Gooby were both confused, and luckily, after instant replay, they got it right. 
Yeah, but look at it this way with David Fletcher. I mean, even though he only batted 200, his on-base percentage was 385 because he had a walk rate that was, like, second best on the team. Ooh. And his slugging percentage was 500. So, That is a good point. Per weighted runs created plus, he was the, what, fourth best on the team? But batting average says he was one of the worst. Yeah, I mean, slugging in a a small sample size will always be inflated, especially since he did get that home run. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... I I I'm still putting him in the bad category. I I take it back because I was not looking at the right stats, <laughs> and I was going solely off batting average. I'm gonna put him in meh though. I can not, see that. The yeah. the walks were very impressive though. Like they were. David David Fletcher has been walking a lot more, mm-hmm. which is a huge revelation for him. If he's gonna be leading off every single day, he needs to be doing that, and he has been. Definitely. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Also, he kind of had this, the odds stacked against him because he was mostly playing against lefties, which he is generally worse against. So, all things considered, I'll take that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if he could get his his numbers against lefties up, since that's seemingly where Osmus is going to play him, I think that would be very helpful to both him, his stats, and the Angels. Yep. We have some more bads, probably. Yeah, we definitely have some more bads. Oh, yeah. Tommy Lastella did not have a good week. And he got injured to boot it. He he sat out Sunday, even yep. though he was scheduled to be in the line. Probably because he didn't want to face Verlander. But the official reason <laughs> was that he was not feeling well. Hmm. <laughs> official. Our friend, oh. Mr. Trying to get to 2,000 RBIs and is going to drag it out for four weeks, uh, did not have a good week either. Hey, he just wants to do it at home. Cut him some slack. I mean, if he if he goes the whole road trip without getting an RBI, we'll welcome him with full welcome arms at home, and he'll do it. It'll be happy. It'll be great. Yeah, and he wanted. I, I guess I think he wanted to do it real home, not at a Mexico home. So <laughs> yes, because we were officially home then. I thought okay. he, I thought when he said he wanted to do it at real home that he was going to wait until St. Louis to do it. Yeah, that's, what I, that's that was my same thought. <laughs> By the way, on that note, I hated that series. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that series well, is the stupidest thing ever. I mean, I didn't nah. hate it other than the fact that the Angels just got embarrassed. But <laughs> They have a little kiddie park there. Okay, there's absolutely zero reason we should be playing in a park like that. David Fletcher didn't just hit a home run. He hit a bomb in that park. <laughs> that is pathetic. Okay. Yeah, they also mentioned that there, uh, there's some elevation Mm-hmm. So in mm-hmm. Monterey, so that also probably contributed to how far the balls were going. Yeah, and it's like if you took Yankee Stadium and put it at Coors. Yeah, it really makes me appreciate. <laughs> yeah, that's a good analogy. It makes me appreciate Angel Stadium because you really need to work for your home runs, and I I respect that brand of baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you hit a home run, you know it's legitimate, not just some cheap shot to Yankee Stadium right field. Yeah, screw Mexico. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Write your complaint letter, to Rick. <laughs> I said it was a controversial episode. <laughs> you did. You absolutely did. Were there any more bad hitters? Yeah, I mean Ward had one at bat, so you well, can't you know, really count him for much. He just he's just there. Yeah. He got to experience yeah. Mexico, so that that's good. I think there were yeah. some meh hitters, but there were definitely there were some bad pitchers. Meh. Yeah, some of the bad pitchers. Uh, Cahill. Oh God. Once again, had a bad outing wait i don't is, know i think it could have been worse wait is a 16.2 era bad <laughs> i mean i like big numbers so i'm not gonna lie wait. they're like very attractive to me look at it this way he only allowed six hits <laughs> only six and 18 batters <laughs> that means three home two, runs <laughs> two-thirds of the batters failed against kale you know how good that is wait no but two of them walked so eight oh. out of his 18 batters reached base just hey look at it this way also um four of those six hits were extra base hits so he allowed only two singles exactly two singles that that's that's pretty that's pretty impressive we're winning at life here (laughs) yeah i mean obviously going into the mexico series we just talked about the park uh kl had experienced some 
struggles with the home run ball and that the, that was just exacerbated by the elevation and the bandbox park wasn't yeah. pretty wasn't pretty against the Astros they're a good team and they made him pay for it what about what about Chris Stratton I'll bet he gets DFA'd <laughs> I mean we don't know who's going at this point but he didn't have that great of an outing either came in in relief for Cahill and his whip was better barely his home runs per nine not better. I yeah. think his time has come to yeah. sail off into I'm, the sunset. I'm absolutely with Jessica. You know, Kozar's on his way back. I think Chris Stratton is on the way down. <laughs> yeah, we all love Kozar, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, Kozart, I can't wait for that. But Stratton did last four innings, and he he bailed out the bullpen in a game that was pretty much unwinnable. From the very start, not that it mattered because we didn't need the bullpen the next day, and we were off he was, on Monday. He was arguably less bad than Cahill, but he only pitched four innings because Osmus forced him through it. Like he didn't make it through that; he was yeah. made to get through that. That's true. <laughs> he should have been. Yeah, he should have been gone before. I mean, that that was pretty bad. Yeah, if the game was even remotely somewhere near close. He would not have even pitched longer than one inning. So I think people even said, I don't know if it was in the game thread, that they were basically hanging him out to dry, which meant maybe he was, they were done with him. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, eight runs in four innings, not not pretty. And he continued his trend of having an above two whip. It was two point five in his outing, and his season stats just aren't pretty. At least KL had a couple of. Nice outings to start the season, but Stratton hasn't shown much of anything. Not at all. Yeah, Cahill had, I think, just a couple of starts at the beginning of the season, right? That was it? Yeah, those two good ones. And then he's been terrible since? I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think, once, like like I said with Harvey, we're probably going to be seeing Cahill every five days. So we just got to see if he can make it work. He, we gave him too much money. And there isn't anyone waiting in the wings to come up anymore. So, I don't know. Maybe Heaney when he returns, but I don't think Cahill will be the first guy to go. So, we just got to hope he turns it around. Yeah. The other guy that was really sucky in that series, I mean, Matt Harvey. Oh, but you love Matt Harvey. Yeah. I I love him. (laughs) To be fair, I thought Harvey had... Decent stuff. I wouldn't say it was his best. Obviously, it wasn't his best outing of the season. But he went four point two innings. He there were only two runs on the board, or uh, one run on the board when he left, or were there two? No, there were two runs on the board when he left, mm-hmm. and he left the bases loaded. Cambridge came in and gave up a grand slam. But he was only at fifty <laughs> some pitches. So if Osmus wanted to give him the chance to get out of it, which I think it was a smart move uh, to take him out, but if they wanted to give him the chance to get out of it, I think he would have been. Better than Bedrosian. I, I I like how fast you <laughs> went over Cam Bedrosian in that statement there. But when you look at Cam Bedrosian's stats from last week, he had a 167 batting average against, one earned run allowed in three innings. But he was you know, way worse than that. You, you know what? I actually – I'm going to retract what I said about Matt Harvey because I agree. Um, I didn't get to watch the game, unfortunately, because it's blacked out where I live. Because but, of the Astros or because... Because of the Astros. Oh, okay. And so I didn't get to watch it, but I remember seeing that Cambodro or hearing that Cambodrosian was coming in to warm up late. And I have a big problem with that kind of thing. If somebody is in a situation where you feel like they might be starting to collapse, you need to bring in the reliever sooner rather than later. I don't think that... like. 10 warm-up pitches is enough for Cam Bedrosian to be ready. And then he gives up a grand slam to Alex Bregman. I think that he was kind of screwed. And I think Matt Harvey was definitely screwed. And also they were in a, like I said, a kiddie park. So I I kind of take back wise. I'm going to put them both in the meh. Because Bedrosian had good stats other than that home run that he allowed. And Matt Harvey actually had a really decent game up to that point. So I, I take it back. I'm putting them both in meh. Well, to to defend Osmus a little here, I I think I think the decision definitely has many layers. Um, it was the fifth inning, and and Harvey ran into some trouble rather quickly in that inning. You can't 
expect pitchers to get into trouble every single inning. He was only at 56 pitches, so it wasn't like we should have had a reliever up because of the pitch count. Uh, maybe Bedrosian said, told the guy in the bullpen he was ready, and then Osmus made the move. Uh, I see your concerns, but also Bedrosian. Uh, Bregman was only 1-for-11 against Bedrosian before that grand slam, and there were five innings to go. So if you are going to bring in a bullpen guy, which it seemed like Osmus had made up his mind to do, and you got to get through five innings. We, we had to lead at that point, but you still have to win the game. And with Buttry, Robles, all those guys – they're going to pitch if we have the lead. So why not take the chance with Pedrosian? So why would we not use Buttry there? Because when – so you said the warm-up was so quick, right? When he started warming up, the danger wasn't that great. So there's no point in getting Buttry up because at any that means at any sign of trouble, you're going to get him up. His arm's going to be dead by the end of the year. So Pedrosian was a nice, safe option. The Astros loaded the bullpen pretty quickly. So at that point, the options are only – are we going to stick with Harvey? Which the answer was clearly no. He had okay stuff, but he had lost at that point. Or do we go to Bedrosian, who Bregman is one for eleven at that point? Yeah, I don't, I don't fault, I don't fault Cam Bedrosian coming in. I don't fault that decision by Osmus, but I do fault that pitch right down the middle. That was terrible location. Like he just served up a meatball for Bregman. Yeah, I think he has to get a bat on principle just for that one pitch. I don't think I can give him the math for the week. You've got to locate. Bases loaded, you can't throw one down the middle. Not to a guy like that. Especially since he missed the first two pitches. It was 2-0. You've got to come in out of the bullpen and throw strikes with the bases yep. loaded. Yeah. Well, that was the reason why I was kind of like, you know, did he really have enough time? Because when Bedrosian throws strikes, I mean, generally speaking, he can he can get – when whenever he throws strikes, he's usually a lot better than whenever he throws balls. And – yeah, that's that's a concept, guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wait, hold on. I know, but we're gonna but, quote but, you on that. But in all, but in all seriousness, <laughs> though, like when Bedrosian is wild, he is absolutely awful. He is the worst pitcher I've ever seen when he's wild. But when he has his stuff and he can locate, he's actually been very solid the past couple of years. That's pretty bold, considering we have Justin Anderson and Luis Garcia in the bullpen with Bedrosian. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. Well, I mean, Luis Garcia, I'm not really that excited about, but. <laughs> what? He, he, <laughs> but he's he coming is, up later. He was in the good, I think. We'll talk he about He's also later. extremely uh, wild. But no, um, no. what I was going to say, though, earlier about Ty, Ty Butchery, I mean, like, the very next day was an off day, so. No, no, no. It was sad. It was. Wait, no, yeah, it was Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. So the next day would be an off day, so I don't sure. really see why our high leverage guy wouldn't come into a high leverage situation that's in that case but what well, i just i think at that point when the drogens started warming up it wasn't a high leverage situation per se there's no way of knowing that harvey would have let the next two guys on but i see your point no i'll tell you what i'll tell you what okay i'm gonna make a compromise the only reason why i'm saying this is because i think cam bedrosian deserves a lifetime contract <laughs> oh get out <laughs> How much would that cost, though? Someone oh, should, don't even. Someone should do an article. I don't know how much that would cost. About like, three and a half million. Cap, you know? yeah. That does sound like a good article I feel like I've read before. Nah, nobody would ever write something like that. That's, that's Nobody. <laughs> All right. Who's ne- any other bad pitchers? Would anyone else you would put I there? don't. Robles didn't have, a good year. didn't have a good week. Oh, yeah. He was probably the last bad one. Yeah. Didn't all his runs come against um, Houston, though? I think so. I think it was, wasn't like a three-run home run or something like that. He, oh, it was. Was it Bregman again? Might have been Bregman. <laughs> Probably that guy. One of those I don't know. Two. Bregman is Bregman's a horrible person. I just hate him. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's on your team, <laughs> sign him. Sign him. I, I mean, would take him in a heartbeat. I hate. He's, I hate he's third people. now. Cozart. But yeah, um, I. I think uh, Robles, uh, the game was out of hand at that point when he came in on Sunday. I think I'm going to leave him out of the bad category. Mm, that's fair. I think he's borderline between yeah. bad and meh. So moving, uh, Yeah, I'd say meh. You're right. Moving on to the meh pitchers, uh, we covered Robles, who gave up three runs in three innings. Uh, there was also... I'm going to put Canning there. Like He was great at first, yeah. but then he kind of fell apart a little bit. I disagree. I'm I'm not gonna put Canning or Pena in the meh. First of all, Pena is almost like identical to Canning. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, they're both kind of in the meh. 
but canning i mean if you like did you actually watch the game though yeah, I was there. I watched him more. Yeah, we were yeah. there. Everyone was there. We were all, exactly. Yeah, we were all there. Exactly. Exactly. And so you know how good he was. Okay. I feel like you that was. Saw. I feel like that was going to go in a completely different direction if you found Here. out she didn't watch the game. I'm no, gonna tell I, you. I knew you guys watched. No, I'm gonna I'm, tell you what happened with Canning, and it, and I can't fault him for it. He was super nervous, and you could see it when he was in the bullpen. Oh and yeah, for I sure. I feel like that came through after he was pitching a little bit. Um, but that's still meh. He didn't. He didn't hold it down. He didn't in finish four, strong. In four and a third innings, he got the gallows. He he tied for the gallows pole on pitcher list. Okay, he tied Trevor Bauer and I believe Garrett Cole for the most swing and misses. Even though they had way more innings pitched, I mean he had electric stuff. Just because the results fell apart in the last inning doesn't mean he wasn't electric. Like, he, he was absolutely awesome. He has fantastic stuff, but he also has a tendency to overthrow a slider, which he started doing in that game. Yeah, and I also, don't know. Also, I think in his next game, you're going to be absolutely bewildered by how good he is. Okay. Oh, I like, think he's great. <laughs> I think he's great. And, and maybe he'll be in the good category in his next <laughs> when he start. Pitches, <laughs> when he pitches on May 7th, you're going to be floored. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just think the Blue Jays bailed him out a couple times. I think he's good, uh, but I don't know if his start was good enough to put him in the good category. They did chase a lot of pitches, yeah. a lot of pitches that were. Way I'm gonna out put of him zone. in the borderline. I mean, it's three runs, okay? I mean, yeah. it's three runs. In there four innings, I'm putting him not... borderline. I mean, you got yeah. Look at his average against, his on base percentage against, and his slugging percentage against. Okay, he was a good pitcher that day. I I don't think you can give up three runs in four innings and be under the good category. I don't know. Because it's not all about the earned run average. Oh, scandalous. It's not. It's not. Speaking. We're all here because but if we want to be controversial, and I'm controversially saying that, <laughs> That's not that, <laughs> that he was good with a 6.23 ERA. But you, you can't keep the Angels in some of these games if you, if you let in three runs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just because the Angels suck. That's not. That's nothing to do with him. <laughs> yeah. Speaking speaking of ERAs, Felix Pena had an ex, an identical ERA at six point two three. He also gave up three runs in four and a third innings. The difference was that he had an opener, so it seemed like his start had depth. It seemed like he got into the sixth inning, and it seemed like he did a good job. That's what the opener does. That's crazy. He also gave up an extra home run, so it kind of looked worse on the FIP side. But yeah, since since we're being controversial and using FIP again, but he didn't ERA. walk anybody either. Correct, but walks are generally less bad than home runs. <laughs> generally, <laughs> really? Yeah, sometimes you want to give it the home run. You know, like Madrosa could have walked Bregman on Sunday, but nah, he decided to give up the home run. <laughs> We've got two things, two, two, two word, two phrases of wisdom from you tonight. <laughs> oh, I got a lot more wisdom where that came from. Walks are generally less bad than home runs, and Bedrosian is better when he throws strikes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think you can extrapolate that to pitchers in general. Pitchers in general are better when he throws strikes. Oh, okay. All right. Rick, Rick's law right there. I can extrapolate a lot of things, okay? So let's, go, let's move on. Uh, um, I think everyone else was good. The rest of the pitchers were good. How about some meh hitters? Hitters. Well, the mad the maddest hitter was Trout. Yes. Yeah. Trout was so mad. The on base about... percentage wasn't sparkling. The average was kind of bad at two twenty two, seven seventy seven OPS. He and... also struck out considerably more than he had been. Yeah, I don't think he's right yet. I don't know. What do you think? I think he's extremely wrong, and he is painful to watch. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, fine. He's fine. Yeah, sure. He goes through these little, like he's little. He he's streaky, but small streaks. Like he'll probably, I don't know, by Tuesday or Wednesday, he's probably going to be back on it. He'll probably. Uh, yeah, it's called injury. Just just like... in time for you to face me in fantasy, huh? <laughs> Uh, but I, I I don't know. I think I think the reason that we're so bummed out by this average trout like this is a this is a normal trout week in previous seasons. He has some of these weeks, but was because he was so good the first two three weeks of the season. He looked so locked in that we never thought he could regress. Like if you watch that trout, 
Can you even see him having a week like this last week that he's had? Look look at the That's numbers exactly on his last it. week, speaking of. His slash line was 222-333-444. Is he sending us a message in code? <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> but he still had a 333 on base. We're talking about a 333 on base as being meh? Yeah, that's 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 league. incredibly meh. That's league average ish. Well, that's actually above average, but oh, I remember we had this. Discussion. Yeah, it's above <laughs> average, and we're calling it meh because it's trout. So. Exactly. Yes. That, that's every we have every I right demand, to do that. I demand better. <laughs> like, listen, okay, I want to see Mike Trout have 162 walks as much as the next guy, okay? But that being said, I still want him to hit the ball when he isn't walking, okay? I think, I and I want fair. him to hit it over the fence sometimes too. Yeah, and I'm yeah, sick and tired. Great. I'm sick and tired of this nonsense where he like slaps the ball the other way. Oh, how cool. That's what <laughs> Andrelton Simmons used to do, okay? I don't want Andrelton Simmons in center field. I want Mike Trout in center field. Yeah, the one the one thing I've noticed is that his home runs this year have been more fly ballish as opposed to line drive. Line drive. Oh, I thought you were going to say as opposed to ground balls. I thought that was going to be <laughs> Yeah, according to Jeffrey, (laughs) his home runs are in the air. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we need we need some words of wisdom from you now. But basically, uh, I think I'd rather I'd rather see him hit the line drives, and if they go over the fence, they go over the fence. Uh, We'll see what happens next week. Hopefully, he can turn it around. But probably some doubles coming. I don't know. Put him in the mech category. So that's if he can even hit the line drives. I mean, he's grounding the ball. He's grounding the double plays. Like this isn't Mike Trout. Yeah. This is this is Simba, okay? Yeah. I don't want to watch Simba when Mike Trout is up to bat. <laughs> yeah, he was perfectly average. Uh, uh, 102 WRC plus. He had a average. almost 50% ground ball rate last week. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah? yeah. Like, like Jeffrey said, when he hits it on the ground, there's no home run. Oh, damn, he had the... <laughs> After Kevin Smith, who only had eight plate appearances, Trout was the next. Trout and Simmons were the next highest softball, soft contact percentage batters on the team. Yep, that's the meat of our order right there. And let's go ahead and segue right into Simba there. (laughs) Smooth, Rick. Where'd you learn how to do that? You're welcome. (laughs) But yeah, um, only a 683 OPS, but he did hit 300. Yeah. So a lot of singles. Yeah, just like we said, slapping it the other way. And he didn't strike out once. Like wow, Fletcher. It's beautiful. It makes me cry. Fletcher and Simba had 34 combined plate appearances with no strikeouts. Yeah, I'm glad that Simba's back to his non-striking out ways. I think he was more effective then because he was always there putting up a good at bat. The one thing I would like him to do, and I know it's not in his nature, but is take is take more pitches. Uh, the rest of the team is really good at taking pitches, making pitchers work. Fletcher, especially at the top. Trout, obviously. And if Otani comes back, he'll be there. Um, just just if Simba could take a couple more pitches, I think that would that would knock the starter out sooner. And if Otani comes back, I think he's coming back in Detroit. Yeah, I think uh, that's likely, probably. It's almost like Jeffrey has taken that constant criticism of Simmons that I keep doing, where I keep saying, why does he keep swinging at the first pitch? And <laughs> has taken it as his own philosophy, too. I think that's psychology. He should keep beating me over the head with it. <laughs> because he keeps beating the ball on the first pitch. <laughs> <laughs> why, yeah, why would he? he's not good at it, either. That's I don't know why problem. any pitchers would throw him a strike on the first pitch. Exactly. You know he's going to swing. Mm-hmm. So you throw it down. He grounds out. Everyone's happy except for me. <laughs> and Simba. <laughs> well, no, he's happy because he swung at the first pitch. That's exactly what he planned to do. He <laughs> jumped on the ball, okay? Wow. Yeah. That's our strategy is jumping on the first pitch. Calhoun does it too. Uh, Calhoun he is notorious for it. He does it a lot less. He's, yeah, that's true. Calhoun's been better. He's, he has yeah, more but patience. he is notorious for it as well. Simmons yeah. has always been bad at it, but... Calhoun has a has a knack for that. Maybe they've been talking to each other. Well, they're on the same team. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> this we're we're just full of great bits for you guys listening. 
maybe a couple guys on the team talk to each other. <laughs> uh, I think everyone else was good. Brian Goodwin's close. He's borderline. Uh, he struck out a lot. But a lot. I think, yeah, I think, I think he's meh. He struck out too much. I think we're going to see him start to regress a bit. He he was overperforming. I think his arc is perfect because he was good. Hope if he regresses, it'll be just in time for us to call up Justin Upton, and everyone's gonna be happy. Well, Justin Upton will come to hero's welcome. Everyone will forget <laughs> he stubbed his toe chasing a ball at three quarter speed, which he decided to go for all of a sudden. Three quarter speed. And you you yourself said it was three quarter speed. I did. I okay. Well, here's here's the thing about Goodwin. I mean, also, despite his career reverse split. He is also batting against lefties a lot more now than he did. And this year, he's been much better against righties. So now that he is actually experiencing the other side of it and actually getting more plate appearances against lefties, you're going to start to see that change. But, like, I mean, against righties this year, he's batting 333, 411, 538. But against lefties, which is not bad, but it's 278, 381, 444. So there's like a 30 WRC plus point difference there. So, I mean, yes, he's regressed, but that's because he's playing all the time now and not just mm-hmm. against righties. Yep. So, yeah, and also one of the righties last week was Verlander. So, I mean, it's understandable. Exactly. We'll see so, what happens next week. Uh, I think it's the beginning of the end. But If he continues so. I mean, to he hit like he has, he's, he's awesome. I mean, like, I, I'm not upset with him at all. Huh? He, he had like eight he strikeouts and twenty at bats though last week, so I'm with I'm with Jeffrey that it might be the beginning of the end. Yeah, but he also had five singles. <laughs> we are a singles hitting team. Woo! Five singles. He had an ISO yes. of one fifty. All right. <laughs> All right. I think I think everyone else was good. I am. I no, I think I think it was just a hard week for him. I mean, he kind of goes through these cycles, but I think he'll I think he'll get better. I mean, he he still hit three hundred, so. Yeah, but batting average doesn't matter. Let's talk about yes, Jonathan. Yes, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Are we, we're going into the good now, right? We have some good ones, like Jonathan LaCroix and his two thirty three weighted runs created plus. He had a lot of home runs. He had three home runs <laughs> uh, once at home against – well, actually, all of them were at home. I don't know if I'd put him in the good, though. What? He had the best how average his, on the team. Defense, okay, wait. Defense. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay, how many times a day did I complain about Jonathan Lucroy? Like okay? 18. <laughs> exactly. Yes, and his homers were in meaningless games. We lost the Verlander game by 20 gazillion, so did his home runs really matter? <laughs> 20 well, gazillion. he did have one. He did have one home run that actually ended up mattering. Yes, the, the Toronto one. That was a yeah. good home run. Yeah, that one was a good one. But I mean, for the I mean, yes, I he miss, was hitting very well. It. I missed it. So I, I, we're we're sitting in right field, right? The wave is coming around, so I'm looking at it because I don't want to be a fool. If the wave's coming, I don't want to not do it. I know some people like to sit there and not do it, but I, I, I mean, sit I there because it's annoying. I don't like it, but I still do it because I'm pressured. I'm peer pressured. The wave's coming, and Lucroy hits the ball, so I miss it because I'm looking left at the oncoming wave. So I officially hate the wave. That's why I hate the wave because you got to pay attention to the game and it distracts yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna miss. You're gonna miss Pulos's 2000th RBI because you're doing the stupid wave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm a big think, fan think, of I the think... wave personally. <laughs> it's like I don't know you. You know what? Rick also <laughs> is a fan kidding. of. Rick, Rick's a fan of seeing a one. 0.267 OPS and putting a guy in the Met category. That's what <laughs> right. <think> <laughs> Yes, I also like the Mariners. Okay, they're a, they're they're one of my favorite teams. I'm just <laughs> they're gonna make the playoffs for sure this year, right? For sure. Oh yeah, you know, on my deal. preview, I actually did say they were going to be a solid offense, but and I haven't been wrong yet. Wait, wait. When you say you haven't been wrong, you're talking about the Mariners, right? Not in general. <laughs> Well, I've been wrong about a lot, but well, yeah, if he, if he about to, that. I think if he sticks to general statements like throwing strikes is better than throwing balls, he'll be pretty fine on the right category. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I want to see something about, about Lucroy because you said that his home runs didn't really matter. Uh, he hit the two-run shot against Houston that didn't matter. He hit the one – he hit the home run against Toronto that mattered. Yes. Oh, no, he hit two home runs in the same day against yeah, Houston. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, the, the... Yes. 
Yeah, and they both didn't matter. To okay. be fair, one of them gave us the lead, but then we blew it shortly after. So really, did it matter? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure he felt good about hitting the home runs. Yeah, that, but, that's all that matters. Yeah, but the point is, he hit well last. The week. reason why I wanted to look at this was because what was the day that he didn't catch? What day I think did it was, Kevin it was Smith? Saturday. It was Saturday. That's every day that he doesn't catch. It was the <laughs> second, right? May second. It was Saturday. That he, wait. What he didn't catch twice then if May second was once. I know he didn't catch on for sure on Saturday because it was Miley and we did the the two catcher lineup again. Gotcha. So no, I wanted not... to see when Kevin Smith actually caught because I just can't stand watching Luke Roy catch and I think that he's part of the reason why our pitching is so terrible. Guys, Cahill might be redeemed. No, you know Cahill, yeah, Cahill. The other Cahill. part of the the other reason why our pitching is so terrible is we have terrible pitchers. <laughs> There's your wisdom. There it is. There it is. <laughs> All right. Terrible anything... pitching comes from terrible pitchers. All right. Anything you got else? It. Anything else on Luke Roy? Rick? No, I hate him. Nope. All right. <laughs> Moving on to our other catcher, Kevin Smith, who is solid. Wow. Only but had, not defensively. Only had eight plate appearances, but he walked twice. 333, 500, 333, 833, uh, slash line. It was pretty good. Here's the thing you got to remember about Kevin Smith, okay? He doesn't rely on cheap home runs. No, I'm just <laughs> singles, <Wow>. singles, singles, <laughs> wow. singles. Singles, singles. You know, what if we had a game of just singling? Like, why don't we try that Tuesday and see if it works? You know what? We tried to do that against the Braves that one year, 2017, with the uh, the error game. Oh, yes, when they made a bunch of errors with Bartolo on the mound. Exactly, yeah. We basically tried to do that, which is a bunch of infield singles and a bunch of like fielder's choices. That worked, <laughs> didn't it? It worked out pretty damn well. Speaking of Bartolo, <laughs> we should sign him, right, Jeffrey? I think we should. I, I'm thinking of doing a piece on that. Uh, yeah, we need a hitter like that in our team. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we need a guy that can throw some innings, and he can throw some innings. He could be our second two-way player. He could play third base and pitch. <laughs> I was there when he hit that home run at Peco Park. Well, aren't you? Oh, you cool? were? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, was, actually didn't know that. That That's was awesome. crazy. Did you get a video? Or did you expect nothing was going to happen? Because it was Bartolo at the, the plate. The, the latter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who else was good? There's only a couple more people. Um... Well, uh, yeah. I, on second thought, David Fletcher was not bad. He was, he was borderline. Um, yeah, with his one forty three WRC plus. Yeah, borderline. Pretty good. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> he was good. He was good. I, I recant everything I said. I was on the wrong page. He, yeah, he was good. Was, yeah, he was good. Yeah, he just was like good. Cole Calhoun, he was actually good last week. Man, Cole, he's making me eat my words this past week because <laughs> he. I mean, he was lining everything. They were, like, he went opposite field. He went up the middle. He was pulling it as well. Like, he, it was a completely different approach than I've seen. Same stance, but different approach. I was very impressed. Yeah, his defense, is always, as always, is great. And I think the difference between this year and last year was, last year he looked lost at the plate. when he This year, I know the numbers weren't there at the beginning, but it didn't look like he was completely lost. It looked like... He had been squaring up some balls and getting fooled, as all hitters do, and it just seemed like he was due for a turnaround, and I hope it uh, seemed like he did that last week, and I hope it continues. The other thing about last year, though, was that when he wasn't lost the plate, he was only pulling right into the shift every single time, and so he was trying to figure out how to hit it the other way, and as a result, he couldn't figure out what to do. And he completely lost it. And so I think that this year, he's figured it out. Um, I'm not going to say that I think that he's better. I'm not going to say I think he's good. He's let me down way too many times before. But I have seen some drastic improvements that bode very well for the future. Uh, let's hope so. I don't think he's going anywhere like some people think. So... Yeah. All right, so who's on the pitching end now? 
probably the biggest one I think would be Tyler Skaggs, right? Uh, we had several good pitchers, but he was our best starter last week for sure. Yeah. He was incredibly solid, and his the contact he allowed was soft when he did allow it. He had some issues with walks, but, I mean, his six innings pitched, he was very solid in those. Okay, okay, this is this is a small gripe I have about Skaggs, but the thing with him is he... His arm. <laughs> yeah, he uses his arm to pitch. <laughs> he uses his arm to pitch. <laughs> I think he, him of all our starters is the most umpire dependent, and what that means is I think if he gets the calls at the corners and he, he gets his fastball and he gets the curveball at the edges, I think he can be very effective. But sometimes he just gets squeezed or the zone's pretty normal for him and he, he's not as effective because when he has to come in the zone, he gets hit pretty hard. That's that's my opinion, a hot take, if you will. It's kind of what I've seen from him over the past few years. Do you agree, disagree? Obviously, obviously it's it's something that every pitcher goes through, but I think it's more pronounced for Skaggs because he needs those corners to be effective. I mean, it makes a lot of sense because, you know, he's like a two-pitch starter. He has another third pitch now, but for the most part, he relies on either his curve or his fastball. And if he can't get one, he's basically doomed. So, I mean, I I, I can see that. If his if his curve isn't getting the calls on the outside corner or on the outside edge, then he has to go in a little bit more with it, and then they sit that and launch it. Yeah, but I mean, I'll enjoy the success while it happens. I hope we can continue it. Uh, six innings, two runs this past week. We'll see if he keeps it up. It was I great. I had to look up real quick his his three pitches. He actually has thrown his changeup almost eighteen percent this year. Yeah, I know exactly, he's I know yeah. he's throwing that more. Yep. His curve is obviously a beauty to watch. Yeah, I he's got a great curve. His, I think his change can really help him not be so umpire dependent, like Jeffrey's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs to go to it a little bit more and trust it a little bit more. But um, yeah, I think that that could really help him move away from the whole live or die by the curve. And I also think that he's still our best starter by far even when he is bad <laughs> which is not saying anything positive but no I'm just it's really saying, not i just think he's our he's our best starter period i just before we move on from him i have one more thing i just thought the stat was pretty amazing i was looking up stat cast on his four seam his curve and his change up the batting average against his curveball, as beautiful as it is, was 387. Exactly. The batting average against his changeup is 59. Well, well, <laughs> the the thing is, do the, do they take into account swings and misses, or just balls put in play? Because I think when you square up a changeup, I mean a curveball, when you put it in play, then you can hit it. But I think he gets yeah. a lot of swings and misses, and. They're not always strikeouts, so they don't. I don't think they necessarily factor into the batting average against. But correct, he has yeah. a twenty-four percent whiff rate on his curveball and an eighteen percent whiff rate on his changeup. But people, when they know the curve is coming, they're teeing off on That's it. That's true. So yes, yeah. I think throw fewer curves, save them for when you really need them, and that'll probably help. I think it's kind of like when we talked about the sinker and how the the sinker ball has kind of been, you know, uh, a way for uppercut swing hitters to really get the ball over the fence and the curveball isn't I mean it's obviously a lot different than the sinker but it has the same drop to it and that's something that an uppercut if it gets to it just right will launch so I mean I think that's more of just the uh the state of baseball nowadays rather than saying anything about his curveball specifically all right yeah, we you know, need, to, the, look, we need to look into some rise balls, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, we had a couple more good pitchers. Ty Buttry, we talked about earlier, didn't allow a run in four innings. It's pretty solid. Pretty yeah, solid? Amazing. <laughs> it's solid. Oh, I don't know if it, I mean, he did give up three hits, but, yeah, he was good. Yeah. 
three hits, three strikeouts. I mean, that's that's a pretty good whip. I mean, there was nothing really there to worry about. I mean, Luke Bard Buntry was is better. Buntry. He's good. Luke Bard Luke was, Bard was week, really good, and he deserves some serious props. Because mm-hmm. when he went down, I was like, oh, he's gone forever. And he came back up, and he has been killing it since then. I forgot, Absolutely where did we get Luke it. Bard from? Uh, Neverland. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it wasn't he originally a, a royal. Let me see. Well, let's check, up. see who can look it up quickest. You look that up. What about, did we talk about Luis Garcia? He actually had a zero ERA last week, but. Yeah, I think Osmus is getting smarter. He's not using okay. him that much, only 1.2 innings. Yeah. That He's good for mop-up duty, I think. I don't... Two hits two hits allowed and seven batters face, but no runs allowed. Yeah, he didn't walk anyone, which is an improvement, I think, until he, mm-hmm. we show he, we see the consistent um, – that he, he can not put up like a five walk rate per nine innings, that he <laughs> needs to not be in any sort of high leverage situation. Yeah. So we got Luke Bard in 2017 – we got him in the Rule 5 draft from the Twins. Oh, yeah. We returned him to the Twins. Mm-hmm. He was granted free agency, and we signed him as a free agent. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Cool. Good job. Good story. All right. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> Hopefully he can continue to be solid. This year he has been very solid despite his horrible start. Um. Because at the very beginning of the season, he was like our worst pitcher by far, and everyone wanted him gone for good. And since then, I mean, now his now his season ERA is two point six three, despite it being like eight or nine at some point. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. All right, I think we that's the major league roster, right? Yeah, the Noe. He pitched, oh. he pitched one inning. We gave him the shot to uh, pitch in Mexico, which was nice of nice of Brad. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. good job, Noe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he only pitched one inning. There's not, not that much to say about <laughs> All right, so what about the 40-man roster? You got that? 40-man roster. I got all the all the minor league guys pulled up. So like we've done in previous weeks, I'll give you guys some stats, and you can tell me if they're good, bad, or meh. So the first one pitched 4.2 innings, gave up eight hits and five runs. <laughs> eight hits and five runs. Oh, I know this. Yeah, it was. Um... Do you know who it was? Oh, never mind. I, no, I, I knew. I know Sandoval gave up five runs. His middle name is Jonathan. <laughs> but was it good, bad, or meh? Oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's, that that was bad. That was. It's uh, really bad. That was uh, Jaime Berea down in Ooh. Salt Lake. Yeah. Jaime's middle name is Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? That... I know. I just I just realized that when I was reading it. That is the news of the day to me. <laughs> Jaime Jonathan. Like, <laughs> how do you pronounce that in Spanish? I, Jonathan? Like, <laughs> I think it's Jaime Jonathan Barria. Yeah, Jamie Jonathan Barria. Barria, like bar class. <laughs> yeah, I, that, Jonathan, go figure. Never would have guessed that in a million nope, years. Nope, not at all. All right, so he did not have a good time against... Uh, the Chihuahuas, which is the Padres minor league team. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we have another one. Um, let's see, the week started on 429, right? So we have four innings pitched, no runs allowed, three strikeouts, three hits. Good, 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 yeah. It's Taylor That's Cole. Good. He's good. He should be back. Taylor Cole is so good. He needs to be on the roster right now. 25 man, not 40. <laughs> Bring him back. Bring him Bring back. Him back. Bring I him completely back. agree. Taylor Cole is probably one of our best relievers. Yeah. Yeah, I trust him more than Bedrosian. It's just he's got Garcia. options. So Yeah. Well Bedrosian's gotta have options, right? No, at this point, honestly, if we I'm give not him even a joking lifetime here. contract, we can send him down all we want, right? Not even joking. I actually trust Taylor Cole as much as I trust Buttry. Like Cole the past two seasons has been our best star our best reliever. In my opinion, yeah, that, that's. I like, yeah, I, I like him it. a lot. I see it. I just, I mean, I just like to see him in the majors. Okay, I don't know if I trust him or not, but he's better than the guys we have here. So yeah, this yeah. sucks. Cam Bedrosian doesn't have any options. The only bullpen guys that have options are Buttry, Anderson, and Bard. Wow. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. 
It's unfortunate. All right. Option buttery. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Option buttery and bring up coal. <laughs> you trust him more, right? So, I mean, I said as much. <laughs> put 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 your money where your mouth is. All right, I'd we have rather one option more. Luke Bard again. Well, we have but. more than one more, but here's the next one. Uh, oh, this is unfortunate. His last appearance, he had one inning and no runs allowed. But the appearance before, 1.1 innings, four hits and three runs. It's got to be Jewel. It is. Process of elimination. He's had a bit of a rough yeah. time. I'm better at process of elimination, though. Yeah. I've, I've, Jewel is hard to pin down. I mean, mm-hmm. one second he looks really good, and the next second he looks like, like one of our worst pitchers. So yep. I don't know what to think about him right now yeah he was a depoto draft pick so i don't know i mean he has time oh, so. he has time to figure it out i don't think we'll be seeing him barring some crazy injuries until september again he's only right. 25 yeah yeah so. you know what no depoto drafted him he's done i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> all right so tell me if this one is bad 4.1 innings pitched 12 hits allowed <laughs> <laughs> bad and nine earned runs <laughs> No, the, the bigger shock would have been 4.1 innings pitched, 12 hits allowed, zero runs. Niner and Who allowed that? Was that Jared Walsh? No. <laughs> Who no did guesses? That? Dylan I have Peters. no idea who's that bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we liked him in spring training. Well. I think you liked him because he was a lefty. Yeah. Well, no, I actually liked him because he was pitching pretty darn well and had some good stuff. Well, you know who's but, hitting well in spring training? Bordis, so. That's very true. Did he even hit this week? I don't, I don't think we covered him. We, I don't think he must I not don't have know, hit. but I think he's going to be DFA'd pretty soon. His days are numbered. I don't even think he batted. Yeah, yikes. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be optioned to AAA soon enough. Don't worry. I think so. I All think right, we, we got a, a one-earned run, 1.2 innings, two hits, four strikeouts. Ooh, the strikeouts are nice. Meh. That, yeah, that was Matt Ramsey. Oh, yay. I think we probably forget he's on the team. I, don't know. I, I keep forgetting. I mean, he had one good stint with us, and I don't really know what he's like outside of yeah. that. He, I forget he even exists. Here's a fun one. Five innings pitched, two hits allowed, zero runs, four strikeouts. That's good. Good. You guys don't know who that is? Come on. Tropiano? No. It better not be Tropiano. Suarez is back. Oh, oh. Right. I, yes, yes. Heck yeah. <laughs> Suarez is the man. Yeah, looking forward to seeing him pitch some more. I thought I was actually. I thought that was gonna be Tropiano. I was like, oh come on. All right, we have Tropiano. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you that this is him. He struck out seven over four innings and allowed two runs. That's good. I think I'm gonna. Yeah, it's good. I don't to like meh. Tropiano, and that's good. I mean, I think it's good to me. Yeah, Tropiano good. is like my, one of my least favorite pitchers, and I think he's good. I think that was good. So, all right, <laughs> got a couple more. We have oh, the hitters are tougher because I got to do some math. Um, oh, this guy was only <laughs> two, f- two for fourteen. Oh, that's bad. Oh, oh that's wait, good. wait, no, we can't do batting average. We got, if they were both home runs, and maybe it was good with three strikeouts. No home runs, okay. one RBI. Sounds bad. No walks. A 150 batting average could arguably be really bad. Arguably. So Brasino <laughs> has not had a good year in AAA so far. Still better than Luke Roy. He actually started off pretty well, too. So that's kind of like he's completely dropped off. Yeah, he was batting 162 over his last 10 games. Ooh. Yikes. Yep. Pretty bad. Um, This, uh, and then we have, well, this. Taylor Ward was on minor league and major league roster last week. In the minors, he was 2 for 9. So bad and Ooh, With bad. seven walks. Wow. Okay, that's Wait, actually really? pretty impressive, that's... though. Wow, he, he had seven walks. Nearly half the time. Yeah. Wow. That's actually pretty good. Like, Dang. okay, I'll put him in meh. I'll put him in meh. No, I'm going to put him in good I, for that. That's crazy. I'm going to put him in what good. I don't know that on base. That on base has got to be over What were his two hits? No, over 500 because two of nine and then add the Well, nine at bats, not plate appearances. Yeah, so 16, 16 plate appearances he reached nine times. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, that's over But what, what was his slugging percentage, though? I, what, did he, what were his two hits? We're, we're going to have to do some math. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what his two hits were. I'd have to look at the game logs. They were not home runs. Hmm. I'm going to guess they weren't triples. 
Uh, for Ward, yeah. for Taylor Ward, I'm going to say good because that's what we always hoped out of him was that he'd be walking a lot. So if he's yeah. starting to see the ball better, whether he's hitting or not, I'll take that. Yeah. All right, we got one more before we talk about our next week preview. Um, this pitcher had five innings pitched, seven hits allowed, but only two runs, two walks, one strikeout. One strikeout, that's terrible, but... Sounds meh. Yeah. Maybe high yeah. meh. That nah. was Madero who got promoted to double A on well, April twenty I mean, seventh. I mean, he's facing harder competition, so yeah. I mean that's like I said, I'll take I'll, that's pretty Yeah, I mean it was solid. good it's still a good trade no matter no yeah. matter what happens from here, I think good trade. He's only twenty two in double A, that's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Can you imagine we're, one day we're going to have Canning, Suarez, and Madero, and Sandoval in the rotation? Knocks on wood. I, I, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Are you trying to give me optimism here? <laughs> I'm not sure what's oh. happening. Oh, and Otani. Oh, yes. How could we forget about him? I, even though I don't want him to be pitching, but that's a different story. And don't, what? Let me, don't let anyone hear me, hear me say that. I didn't say it. No. Oh, that's some controversial stuff right there. No, I just want him hitting, but don't don't let him. That's all we had. We got to talk about next. Well, week. you should watch this year. Then this will be a beautiful year for you, Otani. Just hitting. We got to talk about next week. Yeah, I can't wait to watch how many walks he takes and how many strikeouts he gets and how many uh, line drives to third base that are robbed that he has. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys got for this coming week? We play the Tigers three times. And then, and... Well, I think we're gonna win at least one game. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go six and zero. I'm gonna go six. And, and then 0. we have the Orioles three times. I'm gonna go six and zero. I was right last week. We were three and two. I'm gonna go six and zero. Six and zero. Yes, that's pretty optimistic. Wow. I tried that. I tried doing that optimism approach, and that completely backfired on me. This this team hasn't given me a reason to be optimistic yet. Um, I'm gonna go three and three. Three and three um, against the Tigers and the Orioles. Yeah, have you okay. seen this team? Oh, so wait, <laughs> have you seen okay, the Orioles? So the Tigers, the Tigers are using a lefty, a lefty, and then who's pitching after that? Potentially a lefty. Potentially a lefty. So three consecutive lefties. They're going to call up a minor league guy who's probably a lefty. I would call up a lefty if I were them. Yeah. <laughs> and then who are the Orioles using? That's I the don't key know. Question. It doesn't matter. They give up a lot of home runs. I don't know, but I think we're going to win two from the Orioles, one or two from the Tigers. But I'll go three and three. Okay. In all seriousness, I think we're going to go four and two. Silence. Okay. <laughs> I wanted yeah, to say that. Say I just, I just, oh, I just can't. I'm going to say four and two because I feel really good about the canning start. And then Canning starts again against, oh, against the, the Orioles. Orioles. Yes. Yeah, I'm, change, I'm going to change it to four and two. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm feeling the optimism this week. Yeah, I think that I think that we have the uh, matchups this time in order to go four and two. Whereas last week we got to see extra Cahill and extra Harvey. So yeah, I, th- I think the thing is that Cahill and Harvey are probably going to go against the Orioles, who give up home runs at an astronomical rate. So even if they do give up their usual five, six runs, I think we could outslug the Orioles. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, um, unless they're using who's that Oriole pitcher that they have? Chris Davis. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he has a zero ERA. <laughs> I uh, I completely lost track of what I was doing now. Orioles pitchers. Who who are their pitchers? Who do they even have? I have no idea who's even on oh, the Orioles this year. Okay, they have Dylan Bundy, who sucks this year. They have David Hess, who is meh. They have... Who else? Who is pitching for the Orioles? Like I said, Chris Davis. <laughs> Andrew Kashner, Alex Cobb. Isn't Cobb doing okay this year or something like that? Who knows? Who knows? I'm just gonna say four and two. <laughs> I'm I'm 
Yeah, I'm changing to four and two as well. I think we can do four and two. Yeah. I feel I feel good about this now. Which All means right. it's, it's yeah. totally gonna be like two and four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see who the projected pitchers are for the Orioles, but I can't even find that. I, I don't think they know at this point. They probably don't. Yeah. I, I'm sure they're... they're playing it by the ear. Let um, me see. Oh, we Dan Straley on Friday. Okay, that's a win. That's the only one we know. Yeah, instant win. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, Hess, I think, is lined up to pitch, which is like kind of an unknown. Damn, I almost want to go five and one now, but I'm going to stay four and two. But if we see Bundy, we are going to win that game. Okay. I also want to point out to everybody who's listening, we play early twice this coming week. We play at 10, 10 a.m. on Thursday. Well, it's early. So don't miss that game. And then 10.05 on Sunday. Wow. Yep. Early games. That's good for me. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Okay. So, what other little notes you guys got for me? I think I'm good. Yeah, I think we're good here. Hopefully we had some words of wisdom. I think I think we had we had the it was a very intellectual podcast, if you know what it I'm was. Uh, when yes. you listen to this podcast and if you're commenting on Halo Seven, put your favorite words of wisdom in the comments that I we shared. I think we've all imparted some sage wisdom today, and I think that we could also learn a lot from the comment section as well. Um, as a result of that. I don't know what I'm going to say next. (laughs) (laughs) But this has been another exciting episode of Halo's Heaven Radio. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week. For our six in a week. See ya. All right, bye. (laughs) Bye.